Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of Political List. We have a lot to talk about right now. First, right off the bat, the magnificent Sarah Rose has finally returned. She is here. So, have you heard about what's going on in Penn Station right now? No, what's going on in Penn Station? Um, apparently, for some reason, they upped the, up the ante in the subways and in Penn Station about the, uh, with a lot of police officers for whatever reason. And out of nowhere, um, everybody in New York City is taking offense to it. And no, we don't need this. And down with police cruelty. And earlier today, or no, no, it was last night actually. Like late, late last night, they all freaking like um, bombarded freaking Penn Station. And they're marching and they're all picketing and this and that. Like, it, it's crazy. Like I couldn't understand the thing. Okay, wait, hold on a second. They're putting more police officers on the subways and in the city. Like, I don't know because I don't live out there, but to me, it just sounds ridiculous. To just be, they have a right to protest, but personally, there are idiots out there. Okay, there's one idiot in the mask in particular, and I'm going to call him an idiot because he's an idiot. He's wearing a mask, and he posts to social media. Hey, everybody, come out to Penn Station and just destroy everything. We're doing that right now. Don't pay. Jump turnstiles. Do this. Do that. And he's wearing a mask because he thinks he's undercover. The only problem is he's posting to social media. You really think the detectives and the FBI and the police aren't going to finger point him? And I guarantee you he did it from his freaking phone too. Oh, that's his contracted new iPhone 3000. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty stupid actually. It, it is it is it the guy with the, uh, with the hood? The hoodie? He had some type like of a, mask he, or something on, and I like saw a few seconds of it. I was like, that's a freaking moron. First of all, like, you're wearing the mask, but yet you're going to post it to your social media. How much of a moron can you be? Like, nobody knows who you are. Well, that's pretty dumb. You get what I'm saying? Like, okay, you have a right to protest, you have a right to march, you have a right to scream and shout as loud as you want to. Even in freaking Penn Station, in my opinion. Just don't be an idiot and start jacking it up for everybody out. You realize how many people have to go to work? How many people have sick relatives right now in the city? Yeah. You know Picture you were on your way to the city and you had to take the subway there or you had to take freaking Long Island Railroad to Penn Station. And guess what? Your ass is getting out in Queens because you got to find another way there because a bunch of morons want to freaking jack up Penn Station. Yeah, it's just... It's like, come on, man. Like, look, this, I personally think there's better ways around it to begin with. Uh, I don't know. They have a right they to just... march and protest, but the moment, like, they're graffitiing all over the place, police, KKK, and this and that, and there's been several, hey, baby, there's been several people arrested over it already. I think once you start, just like, well, down south a few years ago, when people were protesting and marching, you know, good for you. You're standing up for what you believe in, honestly. No hate against that. You're standing up for what you believe in. Good for you. But then you have these idiots who are freaking burning their freaking, their town down. Because they're tired of their town being burnt down. Does that make any sense? No, that, do, that does not make any sense whatsoever. You seen these idiots a few years ago? There were people that were actually doing what they were supposed to do and doing what's right, marching and protesting, and standing up for what they believe in. And then there were mor morons that were robbing and looting their local freaking grocery stores and their local radio stores which a lot of them were freaking privately owned and locally owned. 
You're tired of your community getting tore down, but yet you tore down your community in the process. It makes no sense to me. Uh, people, people make no sense to me either. I mean, it's it, it surprises me how people just like to, you know, do this and do that. Hey, look. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy this for the attention. Yeah, then record it. Yeah. Obviously, it's for attention. You know, it's... I think it's horrible. I think you're an idiot. Honestly, if you honestly believe that you're just gonna start burning stores and start looting your local this or that on the strength that you can because you're standing up for what you believe in because you're tired of your community getting tore down and taken advantage of. You're the idiot that's tearing it down and taking advantage of it. Like everybody else that you're standing against. Does that make any sense? No, no, no that does not. Not whatsoever. You know what's funny? You ever seen the, um, what was it? Uh, I think it was in the city somewhere. When a, a bunch of people were protesting and there was oh. this guy in the mask and his mom came up and slapped the shit out of him. So what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I think that's what a lot of people do. When you start burning your shit down and destroying your own town, I think a lot of you need your mom and your grandmother to come up there yeah, and slap, slap. The shit at you. Yep. Don't everybody tell you take your ass on home. Dallas, wrong with you? Oh boy. Uh, like I said multiple times, it's all for attention. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying that because that's that's what everybody wants to do is oh woos me woos me I want the attention all attention on yep. me you know. Retard, you're absolutely right about that. That is definitely when you start destroying shit and repeating shit. That's definitely for attention because if you had half the brain in your head, you'd realize that you're standing up for something that you're doing yourself ten seconds after you're standing up for it. Yeah, it's... But here's the jacked up part about it is, there is a lot of corruption in the uh, southern freaking New York State, like New York City area, Nassau County, Suffolk County. Like, okay, Jake's 58 right here in Suffolk County, right? Yeah. Did you hear about the uh, a year or two ago when freaking... Oh, the guy, the guy went in there in the room and he had guns. There was that one time this guy had guns. In the in the room. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, something about I don't know the whole story, but this guy had guns, and uh, I know there was uh, the, the story I'm talking about is with the uh, the New York City po- uh, the New York City police officer, right? His wife or fiance or something like that actually worked at the bar. And she was calling him whenever she was seeing people getting rich. And, yeah, I want this much money, and I want that much money. Like, they were literally, she was calling his her husband, who was a New York City police officer, and he was coming to Jake's 58 and sticking people up. And then finally the, the freaking detectives and the feds and shit actually caught him in the process of sticking somebody up. Oh, in I the d- middle of the parking lot. I didn't hear that one. Yeah, dead ass. New York City cop. And then you have this other New York City cop that just happened the other day um, with his eight-year-old autistic son. You heard about that one, right? No. You didn't hear about that? No. His wife, him and his wife are in jail right now. It just happened, uh, I think, out east somewhere or wherever it was. Right up the road, actually. Not up the road, but, you know, at 
So apparently, he has an eight-year-old autistic son. Okay. Another autistic child. He was abusing him to the point where the mother left and right was actually complaining and complaining and complaining to CPS and to police and this and that. Nothing was ever done about it. They had a nanny, apparently, that was doing the same thing. The nanny, I think, was like let go or fired or whatever the case is. Nothing was ever done about it. The eight-year-old autistic boy actually died. This was about a week or so ago. The parents in New York City freaking police department, the father, he called the police and said that the boy fell in the driveway. Oh, wow. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You can make up any story you want, and the police can corroborate with it, but the, the medical examiner, that goes right to freaking, he's going to tell you exactly what happened, no matter what the detectives want to tell you. He's going to tell you exactly what happened. He, the boy died on the way to the hospital. He was already pronounced dead. I think either at the scene or on the way to the hospital, whatever the case is. He, the father put both of the boys in the garage unheated and everything. Left them in the garage overnight and the eight-year-old boy throws it down. Holy yeah, crap. I didn't even hear that. Yep, it was about a week or so ago. Oh my god. Out east, out, east, out east. Wow. The medical examiner said that the boy actually suffered, I believe it was from hypothermia pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, if he's outside. When the boy got to the hospital, see, you can't fool the medical examiner. You're not going to lie to the hospital. It doesn't matter if you're the police or not. When he got to the hospital, his body temperature, 98.6 degrees is your body temperature. Anything that drops a few degrees below that, it's automatically hypothermia. The boy's body temperature was 75 degrees when he got to the hospital. Holy. So the father was arrested and the stepmother was arrested, both of them, for murder. That's now everybody's speaking up, not only against the father, but everybody's speaking up and saying, wait, wait, hold on a second. The mother's saying she freaking reported him how many times? The nanny's saying she spoke up about this. Why wasn't anything done about this? What happened with the Suffolk County Police Department? Why were they not freaking doing anything? Or the DA or the sheriff's office or anything? CPS for that. Seemed like they want to procrastinate on that. They didn't really want to do anything. Well, here's where it gets sick and disgusting. The Suffolk County Police Department, unfortunately, has a history, a long history that dates back to the freaking 1970s, probably even past that, of just freaking corruption beyond corruption beyond corruption. All right. Keith Bush, have you heard of him? Okay, yes. All right, you know who he is? He just got released from jail after doing 30 yes. years. Alright, check this out. In the 1970s, he was arrested for allegedly, he was arrested for killing a 14-year-old. Did 31 years. And after 31 years, he finally got out because forensic evidence proved that it wasn't him to begin with. Here's the messed up part. This is current events, right? Yep. 1987, it was in the newspaper. And it was exposed. That, quite frankly, it's pretty much not him. <laughs> and that he was set up. It was exposed in 1987 and nothing was done about it. Can you imagine sitting in freaking prison and seeing your name in a newspaper and the newspapers even coming out and saying, Hey, you know, there's a screw up. I don't think it was this guy. That's torture. Yeah, it's hard. That's, that's, that's sick. That that's fucking to torture. This, yeah, and you waited that long to get this.
saying? Like, that's so horrible. Now, Dennis Rafferty was the arresting officer. Dennis Rafferty in the 1980s, he actually freaking made an arrest. He was the arresting, the, uh, excuse me, the lead detective. And I can't believe it was called Hamilton versus Miller. That was the name of the case in the 1980s. It was a Bosch card game gone wrong. Pretty much they knew about the card game and these four guys were going to run in and in the process somebody ended up getting shot. Right? So the guy that ran, the fourth person, he actually ran and told on the freaking handed the other three in. Here's where it gets messed up. He had nothing to do with it. He just knew about it ran away at the last moment. So accessory, yeah, you could probably be accessory to a rob box robbery. Now, freaking Dennis Rafferty, he was also the lead detective for that case. They just investigated him uh, a while ago because according to freaking forensic evidence, which you can't fool forensic, it just keeps getting better and better. You know what I'm saying? They want to know, okay, you... The guy you arrested, the one who told on these three, apparently, allegedly, you found a bullet in his pocket. Yeah, right in his coat pocket. Well, there's the problem. That bullet never came. It came out of a gun, but it never, never left the barrel. Right. It was never shot out of a gun. It was actually taken out of the gun by hand. You're saying it actually freaking fell out of the gun through the barrel or it was dislodged somehow. So he was under investigation for that. <laughs> And this is the same person that freaking with uh, Keith Bush, the arresting detective. Check this out. Remember Martin Tancliffe? Yes. The guy who allegedly killed his mother and his father in the yes. 1980s, right? 1988. Check this out. The arresting uh, detective was, his name was James McCready, right? So. James McCready had Martin Tancliffe when he realized that his parents had died in the freaking, uh, in the precinct, right? Somehow, he convinced Martin Tancliffe, I swear to God, this is all on record, somehow he convinced Martin Tancliffe that his father woke up out of his coma and pinpointed Martin Tancliffe, his very own son, as the person who did all this to them. And when Martin Tancliffe was like, no, I'm telling you, it wasn't me, Somehow, he was able to convince Martin Tancliffe that he had some type of psychotic episode or blackout, and it was him, and his father's out of the coma, so he better start telling us the truth and writing these statements now, because he's in a lot of shit. Martin Tancliffe got convicted of murdering his parents because of that. Shit's sick. That's disgusting. He was interrogated for over five and a half hours. That is sick. In an interrogation room. Five and a half hours. And now under investigation is James McCready, who died in freaking 2006. Personally, I wish he I wish he would have been in good health so he could freaking stand trial and be thrown in jail for the rest of his freaking life. Norman Reen, Charles something, it's like Polish or something. Sergeant Robert Doyle, and ten other freaking members of the police department. Ten other members of the All of them are under investigation for this right now. Check this out. James McCready, and, uh, hold on, I have it right here. 1991, James McCready got arrested, right, for a violent assault at a bar. The same James McCready, the detective that set up uh, Martin Tancliffe in 1991, he got arrested for a violent assault at a bar, right? He got acquitted, but 
not by a jury. It was a non-jury, which means he got acquitted by a judge, which is messed up because here's where it gets sick and twisted. His lawyer at the time was Spada, okay? Thomas Spada just got indicted December of 2019. Why? For corruption because he was the head of the DA. <laughs> you know who else he got indicted with? Who? Um, McPartland was his last name. Now, McPartland was the ex-chief of the DA of the corruption unit. Both of them got indicted and charged December 2019 for corruption. Jeez. This is the head of the DA, the district attorney right now in Suffolk County. And this is the ex-chief because once they found out, you know, they got rid of him. They're like, oh, no, yeah, we don't know you anymore. That's, you know, what gang members do, I guess. Well, yeah, they try to cover themselves. Exactly. And McPartland, which makes it even more disgusting, was head of the freaking DA's corruption, anti-corruption unit. Both of them got caught with corruption. And now check this out. Thomas Spada, how did he get caught with corruption? This goes with the, uh, Detective, no, excuse me, Police Chief James Burke. He's not a police chief anymore. Because there was a duffel bag. Okay, first I want to go back to the 1990s, right? In the 1990s, James Burke was actually investigated. Uh, I have his name actually written down. I don't want to mistake it. Pat Cuff. He was a police officer or a detective at the time. Whatever the case. He investigated James Burke. Do you know why in the 1990s? Because James Burke was having sex with a prostitute inside of his police car while he was in uniform. Oh, Keep God. that in mind. Prostitute. You'll understand where I'm getting at it in a few seconds. Now, in 2012, Pat Cuff, he was demoted four ranks. That means he was put down four ranks and sent to some warehouse for no reason at all in 2012. Do you know why? Because that's 2012 was when James Burke himself actually became police chief of Suffolk County. Then took freaking Pat Cuff, who was investigating him in the 90s for having sex with prostitutes in his car while in uniform, and demoted him four ranks. How do you demote somebody four ranks out of nowhere and send them off to some warehouse somewhere? Hey, you just don't. Yeah, that's you, you actually just... on record. So, this is what happens with James Burke in current events. Oh, that was my lighter. There's a guy, right? His name is Chris Lowe. He ends up stealing a duffel bag out of his actual, James Burke's actual police car. His actual police car. You know what he finds in it? Pornography, <laughs> sex toys, the whole nine. Here's the catch. For some reason, this happened to James Burke. Why is James Burke the arresting officer? Exactly. He's covering himself. You know what I'm saying? For some reason, James Burke was the arresting officer in this case, which I don't understand because isn't that a huge conflict of interest? You can't even get away with that when you're watching CSI. You can't even no. get away with that. No, you can't. <laughs> you know Somehow he was the one who investigated the whole thing and freaking arrested him, or he let his buddy arrest him, but regardless, he investigated the whole shit. Like, that's on freaking record. Then when uh, Chris Loeb was in the precinct, beat the piss out of Chris Loeb, the one who stole the duffel bag. 
in front of pretty much a, quite a few different detectives and police officers. And Chris Lowe was the one who actually reported him and tried to fight about it. And the DA, Tom Spada, was the one who covered up for it and tried to defend um, James Burke about it. Finally, I don't know how far it got, but finally there was a huge investigation about it, and then um, it got back. I don't know who investigated it, but one of the officers that were there, because I believe he was under oath or whatever the case is, he felt under pressure. He finally, like, choked up and said the truth. He was like, no, no, uh, I was there, yeah, yeah, you know, he was choking him, he was punching him, slapping him, and this and that. Oh, oh really? It's funny. Which I find funny, because why is he even there? Right. He shouldn't be there to begin with. No. He's a victim. You shouldn't even be near the suspect, regardless if you're a detective or not. Or excuse me, police chief. Out of all people, you just happen to be in the same precinct this guy gets arrested for? <laughs> Bullshit. That's fucking insane. So, James Burke comes under investigation. Not only does James Burke come under investigation... But he's also indicted on corruption charges. Check this out. He got sent to prison. He got sent to prison in Pennsylvania. While he was in his prison cell, he gets caught with oxycodone. <laughs> in his prison cell. Oh, God. Check this out. While he gets caught with oxycodone and that whole mess is going on, there's a female that comes forward. She's a prostitute. Another prostitute. She alleges that James Burke, she actually met up with James Burke, and he was getting, like, very physical and very rowdy with her and shit like that. So she was they managed to escape from him and run to, like, the local precinct. I personally heard that it happened down in Florida, even though other sources are saying it happened elsewhere. Wherever it happened, she ended up reporting him. They reported it back to Suffolk County and everything like that. Nothing ever happened well, they should have taken action on that. Now, check this out. The Gilgo Beach murders, right? Yeah. Do you know the FBI was supposed to investigate the Gilgo Beach murders? Let me guess, they didn't? No. Do you know why? Why? Do you know who put a stop to that? No, who did? Police Chief James Burke put a stop oh, to that. Oh, once again. Who, guess who the FBI just happens to be investigating as one of their suspects? Police Chief James Burke. Do you believe that? Oh, it just keeps going right back to yeah. him. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Let me take a leap because it gets so much better. There was actually a police chase with Chris Lowe. The only problem was it wasn't a police chase because the police were actually told to stand down. I'm about to stop this recording and take a leap. Me and Regina were actually listening to that on the police scanner on my phone at the freaking train station. I was drinking the beer, and Regina was like, oh, let's put the police scanner on. And within a, probably like five, ten minutes, it came on, and we were listening to it the whole time it was happening. Wow. So the media and the police officers, oh, there was a high-speed chase for two hours, and they're full of shit. Right off the bat, I know, and if, they, if anybody's doubting me, I guarantee you, pull up that police recording from that day. You will not hear any police chase. You will hear, stand down, stand down. Oh, we have them at the light. Are your lights on? No. Don't put your lights on. Don't put your sirens on. Stand down. The whole t I'll tell you the whole story. I do have to take a leap. That's crazy. Okay. 
keep in mind the one who got indicted for corruption charges, the one who beat up Chris Loeb, the, the same one who actually freaking is buddy-buddy with Thomas Spada, the same one who's in prison in Pennsylvania and also got caught with freaking pills in his jail cell. Yeah, that's James Burke, right? And remember what I was telling you about how he blocked the FBI investigation, too, into the uh, Gilgo Beach murders, right? Check this out. So, at the Long Island Railroad in East Northport, me and Regina are in the waiting area. It was freezing cold. I remember that day. And I was also waiting for Cole to get off of work. I was telling him about this right afterwards. We're listening to the freaking police scanner. And out of nowhere, a police officer comes on the freaking thing. Oh, what was it? Christopher Loeb. I'm like, Christopher, that sounds familiar. Apparently, he's driving like a brand new uh, SUV, white SUV. Uh, I think it was a Jeep Cherokee, I think it was a Jeep Cherokee to be honest, because that SUV, he actually just happened to win from like the 2.4 million dollar lawsuit that he got from suing New York State from when freaking police chief James Burke beat him up. <laughs> Apparently, listen to this, according to the police officer, James Burke rammed his cruiser on a dead end street and then took off. That came in oh, while me and Regina was listening to it. Here's the problem that I found figured out afterwards. I said, wait a minute. I never recall. Now, this is actually a police station, uh, a police scanner app where it actually scans all of Suffolk County. It's not actually focused on one precinct. But I personally never heard the call came in where they actually radioed in his license plate. So to me, it just seems like somebody, for some reason, just happened to be freaking pulling him over or doing something. Because his license plate never got radioed. And, and it might have. I didn't hear it because it, it scans. You know what I'm saying? It goes from precinct to precinct to precinct. Right. So anyway, so he gets away. They tell him, the police officer that radios it in, comes right back within moments. Don't pursue him. Uh, excuse me, or whatever the case. No, don't pursue him. No sirens, no lights. Do not pursue him. Um, okay, well, I'm going to follow him. Okay, well, if you're going to follow him, don't follow him too closely. Don't pursue him. No. Comes in about five minutes later. Apparently, he's driving on the wrong side of 83. Really? And his brand new Jeep Cherokee. There are calls coming in. Me and Regina actually hold heard the call coming in. Oh, um, there's a, um, a Jeep that's on the wrong side of 83 and blah, 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 blah. And then it comes in a few seconds later. No, we got him. It's Chris Loeb and blah, blah, blah. It's, oh, holy shit, Reggie. Do you realize what we're listening to right now? She goes, this is amazing. Oh, my God. She goes, don't turn it over. No, 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 no. I'll explain to you afterwards what's going on. I said, but this is amazing right now. So he goes cruising up 83. Apparently, the cop is following him and knows his every move. Keep in mind, this is what you're hearing from the cop. You know what I'm saying? This is not what's actually literally going on. In my opinion, he could have been doing it 100%. He could have been freaking drugged up out of his mind like they're saying he was. Apparently, he was not, though. Jeez. Whatever the case is. So he makes a U-turn on 83, starts heading back south on 83 towards the LIE. This is where it gets interesting. Chris Loeb stops at a red light. There's a police officer a few cars behind him. 
they literally have all the opportunity in the world to surround him right there at that light. And the guy, the cop actually radioed, now me and Regina are listening to this on the police scanner. He radios it in. Yeah, we're right behind, uh, I'm a few cars behind him. Okay, listen, if you're going to follow him, do not put your lights on. Do not attempt to pull him over. It looks like he's headed up to L.A. Okay, do not put your lights on. Do not attempt to pull him over. Do not put your sirens on. No, my lights and my sirens are off. I'm going to tell him, okay? Within a few minutes... Okay, now he's on the LIE. Check this out. Here's where it gets interesting, right? He's on the LIE. Check, yes or no? A few minutes before that, was he not just ram? According to the police officers, he was just ramming police cars, and now he's riding on the wrong side of a freaking highway. Yeah. He gets to the LIE, the Long Island Expressway. There's freaking radio. It's being radioed in from the freaking headquarters in Yapping. They're radioing. The 7th precinct, the 6th precinct, the 5th precinct, the 4th precinct, the 2nd precinct, the 3rd precinct. Don't pull him over. He's going at erratic speeds and everything, but for some reason, Yadpank, the headquarters, is actually locating every single precinct and radioing it into them. Don't pull him over. It comes up. Oh, yeah, we got the spikes. We're going to throw the spikes. No, let him go. Don't pull him over. Okay, should we radio Nassau County? No. What? Swear to God. Swear on my life. Regina, me and Regina, Regina and I, excuse me, we're both standing there listening to this in the freaking, like, looking at each other like, what in the hell is going on right now? Like, this dude's on the freaking highway in the expressway. Yeah. Going at erratic speeds. And as soon as the cop radios it in, okay, he's going on the Long Island Expressway. He's on the Long Island Okay, don't follow him. Don't get on. Blah, blah, blah. And then you, like I said, from the headquarters itself, was going to every single priest and telling them not to follow him, don't pursue him, keep your lights off, don't even worry, whatever the case is. They had the spikes right there. Eventually they caught him at some gas station, a few freaking exits over at a gas station. But my question is, okay, he just ran the police cruiser. He's going at erratic speeds on the other side of the street. When nobody's following him, when nobody has their lights on, when nobody's pursuing him, you had him right there at a red light. He gets on the expressway and he's accelerating at high speeds. But yet, your headquarters is radioing it into every single precinct and telling them to ignore it and to not pursue it. Nah, I, I wouldn't have ignored it. My question was, what was really going on? Why did they really do that? What did they really have? And this is when I figured it out. They're trying to tell everybody he went at excessive speeds. And Okay, you're driving on the wrong side of the street, right? Yeah. You're going to get like a BS charge. You'll be out the next day if they decide to freaking arrest you. You lead the police on a two-hour high-speed chase. That's a different story. That's when I figured out when I saw it in the news the very next day. I said, that's not what happened. Let him on a two-hour high-speed. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. How is it any way of a chase whatsoever when the moment the police officer radioed it in that he left the scene? He was told right off the bat, don't follow him, don't pursue him, don't put your lights on, don't put your, don't put your sirens on. Every single call that came in for him, every single officer, every single precinct was told not to pursue him. It's not a high-speed chase. It's not a high-speed pursuit. Because you're not pursuing him. 
But yet that's how, when they locked them up at the gas station, that's how they fucking wrote it, wrote it down, as if they were pursuing him for two hours, and he was evading everybody, and it was all over the road, and that's when I put two and two together. I said, now I understand what's going on. I said, they fucking set this guy up. They set this fucking guy up. I don't know if he was on the other side of the road or not, but I do know some, one thing. I know that for a fact, if me and Gina were listening to it, because it's on the freaking, like, you know, the police can't deny it. Yeah. It's it's recorded. It's on your fucking CV. It's recorded. Every single freaking precinct was told not to freaking pursue him. Every single precinct was told not to pursue him. How the hell is it two, a, a two-hour freaking police chase when nobody was pursuing him? You're full of shit. So what else are you full of shit at in this freaking case? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of bullshit. That doesn't make any sorts of sense whatsoever. You ask for it, you've got it. Political this. February 14th. Burlap Sack is out now as is Serrano. Listen to it. Check it out.